Hey, thank you for tuning in to Being Trans. We'll get you right on to your episode in just a moment. But first things first, alinasjourney.com has had a name change to www.being-trans.org in line with the podcast. Same great information, just a new exciting name. One that will hopefully be able to direct more people to what it is about being trans and what it's like finding information that is factual, relevant, and honest. We'll still keep the blog going on the side, which I will be doing. And the team and I will still be working hard on putting up as many educational resources as we can find and doing a little bit more tweaking to the website. The F, the frequently asked questions, they'll be going forward little bit by little bit as we get your questions that we feel we should put up there. But thank you for you taking the time and listening to this podcast. We look forward to having you along on this wonderful journey. Have a good day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Being Trans. It's great to have you along. Today we're going to talk a little bit about something called being prepared. Now, I learned this when I was six years old. When I was about, oh, yeah, I was about, no, I was eight when this started. My apology. I was about eight years old when starting in Cub Scouts. And it changed my life. It really did. It did something for me that I don't think a lot of organizations to this day can do for kids. I learned a lot, not only how to tie knots, I learned a lot about first aid. I learned to swim because of the Boy Scouts. I learned to show respect for knives, axes, saws, and some things that most people go, wait, that's really not a womanly thing to do. But, you know, you're writing a stereotype there. And I appreciate what I learned there. But being prepared was the biggest lesson I was ever taught, thanks to the Boy Scouts. Now, how I got to into the Boy Scouts is one of the things that I owe a certain organization a big thank you for. But I won't say who they are because they are so anti-LGBT and they really, at their core, hate our communities. And if you know who this organization is, and I've talked about them before, well, that's, you, you know, you own it. You know it. Um, but I did like being a part of Boy Scouts because I like the wilderness. 
my favorite memories in life are sitting out around a campfire with my friends. Seems silly, doesn't it? But it isn't. It was times that my closest friends that I had at that time and I bonded with remember and cherish those memories. I learned so much. And I came back and I've always tried to keep that ideal of being prepared. It hasn't always served me well when I'm not. It hasn't always served me well when I'm not prepared. And that can be very difficult for anybody to quite understand if they've never done this. Let me give you an example of how this has affected my life. When Corona hit in 2019, I had a very, very good doctor who said, don't you dare go out there. This is not a joke. You stay at home, you be healthy, and you do whatever you have to do to take good care of you and your children. And if it would not have been for that gentleman, that doctor, that friend, that associate, who I have worked with not only as a um, patient-doctor relationship, but as a professional relationship, um, I don't think I would have been as ready for what hit. But I nurtured that friendship, that, that professional friendship, and that, that, that respect with that individual that they, when they knew something was bad, they called me. That's being prepared. That's some of the, this. And when, he, when I have always, in the organization that I told you I really don't care for, that are really LGBT haters, um, that were part of my family's life for a very long time, taught me is food reserves. They call it food storage. I call it food reserves. Doesn't matter which way you look at it. You've got some food in your cupboard in case it gets dark and you can't deal with it. Or you don't have the ability to go to the store. Or there isn't food at the store. It's called being prepared. In my cupboard was a lot of food. We had it there. We knew how to take care of ourselves. It wasn't enough to make it all the way through Corona, but when we had those couple of weeks where there wasn't any food in the shopping centers, in the grocery stores, we were okay. My family was okay. We had food. We were prepared. And when I was able to feed my kids for weeks, I know others may not have been. And I'm sorry that they weren't. But this is part of being prepared. 
You might be saying, wait, I'm a single person. I don't have any kids. It's just me. Why are you talking to me about food storage? Why are you talking to me about, you know, this? I'm only 17 or I'm young or I'm really old or I don't have a way to get to talking to doctors and, and conversing with them on a regular basis. Being prepared is more than just being prepared for some of the things that somebody else has done. But some of the things that we have done is wisdom for you to learn. Look, we have times when we have a lot of money in our pockets. There are times when we are scraping the couch for 50 cents. We've all done it. The difference is, is when you have a lot of money in your pocket, you don't go out and drink it all the way. You look at your cupboards and you say, on it, you know, can I make an extra week of food? Can I make an extra day of food? I have five extra dollars in my pocket. Can I do that? People say, well, you need to save that for a rainy day. You know, I think what people don't quite understand is when there's no food in the stores and you've got money in the bank, you still can't buy food. You still can't buy food. Now, we can't store up medicines, generally speaking. Because a lot of places don't like us to do that because most people don't know how to do it properly. But if you can, try to store up on a little bit extra medicine. Why? Because it's crucial to your health. I have plenty of emergency supplies of asthma medicine because I have four asthmatics in one home. And when coronavirus hit, I was not the little bit concerned about my children and I during it. When everything shut down, I didn't sweat bullets. We remained calm. When the first deliveries were offered because I have health conditions and I was advised by a doctor not to leave my home, they delivered to me first. And we were ready. We were okay with that. And when the food arrived, it was good. And we appreciated the driver. And to give you an idea how good our reserves were, we made sure that what was on the front step when the guy delivered it, there was something nice for that person to take away. Because just because he was working doesn't mean he can get the food either. So there was always a care package and I said thank you on every note. Why do you do this? Because just like I treat my friend who's the doctor, I treat the same thing to a delivery driver. Did it mean I had better food? Don't know. Did it mean my deliveries came faster than some people's? I don't know. 
but it's appreciation for what the person does. And it's preparing in case you ever need it to be on a level with an individual because you were kind and you took the time to care about them. Being prepared has more than just what we think. I've talked about in some of these episodes the hard, cold realities of being transgender. It's not easy. And some of the things you need to be prepared for is needing mental health um, people in your life. Too many times a lot of us are embarrassed of our mental health. Men do this more than women. Women actually talk this stuff out. And we wonder why women live longer. It isn't necessarily because they might have a better diet. I think it has everything to do with talking out your feelings and doing good deeds and health. It's a holistic approach to you. And how can you do that? Well, I have a very, very good friend who's a mental health professional. But we at one time weren't friends. I actually went to her for help when my life wasn't going the way I wanted it to. But in this state of being prepared, I kept a friendship when the person I was within a relationship with gave me flack for seeing this person and demanded that I stopped. I kept a friendship going. I kept telling her, hey, I'm, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? And when that person took a break and just took time for her, I still kept in touch with her. How are things going for you? I'd see her where I live and I'd go, hey! And I invested in her. And as time moved on, she still invested in me as a person. Not as a patient, but as a person. When she got back into being a counselor, I didn't go to her for counseling. Because I saw her as something more. A good friend. And she saw me as friendly. And we have had coffee together. We've talked about things. And we just talk. In fact, if you're anywhere near where I live. And you listen to my voice. Go to Attitude Counseling. Fantastic Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic counselor. Can't say enough about her. But this is some of the stuff you need to be prepared for. You need to build your um, your life around the thought of being prepared for things. I know somebody bought a very, very expensive car. And I know this person most definitely was not prepared for the costs of that car. 
sure, you can afford petrol. You might be able to afford licensing it, registering it, and everything that you need to do that way. But if that car breaks down and needs a serious repair, that person will never be able to repair that vehicle. There is two ways you can go about it. You can save money and put it in a bank. And should you ever need it, you can pull it out and fix that car. But this car's money to fix it, if something seriously goes wrong with it, is well and truly out of proportion of what an average person can save. It's just not there. And that's a rude awakening for a lot of people. And this car wasn't new. So its chances of having breakdowns are higher than a new car. But I watched this person do it all their lives and wasn't prepared. And that's okay. That's their problem. That's their life. They'll have to deal with it. And they probably here a couple months, uh, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, the car had problems and they took it in. And I'm almost guaranteeing they used a credit card. Now, credit cards are great in emergencies. They're a monster when it's not an emergency. Because you've got to pay those things back and you're paying money that you don't have on it to do it. A lot of people don't think like that. And having a credit card isn't going to save you when there's no food in the store. You see where I'm going? The matter of being prepared is building a war chest. I have food in my cupboards. I may not have a pallet full of toilet paper, but I have enough toilet paper that if we had two weeks, I think we could probably make a week before we start wondering what's going to happen. Oh, uh, no. I think we can make two weeks. Yeah, we can make two weeks. Maybe even three. But it's being prepared for things like this. Being prepared with your mental health is also very crucial. Getting it set up. Who's your doctor? How's it go? You know, who's your mental health professional? How's it going? Don't be afraid to call them up and say, I'm having a rotten time. I need to talk. Because that's what they're there for. Another thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration of being prepared for is you're going to get people in your life that are going to say horrible things about you being transgender. They're going to discredit you. They're going to do whatever they can to pull that plug and pull that rug out from under your feet. So you go down the drain and they don't give a damn about it. Being prepared in that instance is very difficult. You might be asking me, how do I be prepared for that? Well, what you need to be ready for is an individual like that. How are you going to respond to somebody who doesn't like you? Do you have the ability to go, well, I really didn't ask for your opinion on 
me being transgender, but thank you. Or are you going to go, I am valid, I am who I am, rah, 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 or are you going to curl up in a corner and fade away? This is part of the issue of being prepared for your own mental health. Can you do that? Can you be prepared? Yes, you can. Know everything there is about why you're transgender. Don't just accept it for what it is. Learn about it. Because, as I've said, I've got family members who are not trans-friendly. <laughs> and they have every opportunity, every opportunity to speak up for themselves and say, I'm sorry. Or to say, I don't get it. Please help me learn. But they don't want to. And that's their choice. But I'm prepared because I know the ins and outs of being transgender and why. I may not have the answer, how come it happened to me? I don't think that's out there for anybody. I've read all the evidence that sits in my scholarly articles. I haven't read them in depth because some of them are behind a paywall. And I don't have that luxury until now. So I will be reading them in depth and reading the, the, the most I can about it. But I've understood the, the synopsis and the conclusion of those issues. But I want to read everything about them. Why? Because that helps who you are. That will help me be better prepared to talk to other people. I've looked at all the resources I can to this point. So that way when I talk to a professional and I say, look, this is why we need better help in the transgender health community. It's because I understand that there needs to be a different approach. It's because I've been preparing for it. I'm 51 years old. Middle point in my life? Okay. I'm pretty happy with what I've done so far. I've had a lot of ups. I've had a lot of downs. I've learned that money really doesn't mean jack if you ain't got love, friends, and health. Money don't mean jack. And Love doesn't necessarily have to come from being together with someone. Took me a long time to figure that one out. It was a very difficult lesson to learn. But I did. Being prepared in your life for the things that are going to come is going to help you. Being prepared by taking the opportunities and learning about being transgender is going to help you because you are going to meet people who don't agree with it. Learning to be you and be mentally strong enough to withstand those kind of um, confrontations is important because like I keep saying, 42% of us have either succeeded or tried at suicide. We need to change that. We need to 
give the tools to stop the abusers. We need to learn the tools ourselves to stop the abusers. Because there is no excuse for abuse whatsoever. And believe me, you may not agree with transgender. You may not understand it. But it does not give you the right to abuse a person who is transgender. Because I'll guarantee you if they take their life after meeting you and you've attacked them for existing, the blood isn't on their hands, it's on your hands. Because you hurt them. Now to the trans person. Listen. That scenario happens. I've had it happen. I've had it happen from people that I never thought it would happen, would ever do that. It really shocked me. It really, really shocked me. And I was lucky enough to take the time to build my war chest within myself to be prepared for someone to do it. It hurt. That you can't get rid of. You'll never be able to wash away the pain of a person being so horrible. And I'm sorry, that's the facts of it. What you can do is learn about it. Be ready for it. If a person does launch on the attack, stand your ground. Stand what you believe in. Stand what you know to be you, what is good about you. Don't listen to the naysayers. And if you need to, after that confrontation, talk to your counselor. Pick up a phone and call one of the services that are out there. There's plenty of them. And there's even ones that are designed for the LGBT community. And please, if you're physically attacked, assaulted, harmed, speak up. Notify the police. There are CCTVs that are all around in most major cities. You may not notice them, but you need to notify the police. Make a stand. Don't cower behind it. Because I guarantee you, if you're a trans woman, it's not because you're a trans woman 100%. It's because they think, if it's a guy, that they can attack a woman. And they can attack a woman who's a trans woman as well. And if you don't stand up for all the women... You're not standing up for you as well. There is nobody that should lay a hand on another person just because they don't like that person. There's no excuse for abuse. Get that in your head. Use it. Talk about it. Put it out there. Hashtag it in things you write. No excuse for abuse. Make that traction there. Get it traction. Get it in front of people's faces. Because women's spaces need to be there. Not only for cisgendered women, but for trans women. Everybody needs to be safe. 
Uh, thank you for taking the time and listening today. It really means a lot to me to have you listen. And I hope that the information that I give you about existing as a trans person or viewing us from the outside will help you better understand who we are or will better help you understand who you are. Take good care of yourself and we'll talk to you next week on Being Trans.